0: Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to Cannabis Karaoke, where we ask you to grab the mic and tell your story. Get inside info from today's most interesting cannabis pioneers, and from the first note to the end of the song, listen up as you get to hear the stories of success on Cannabis Karaoke. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Karaoke. I'm your host, Danny Keith. And uh, we've we've done a few podcasts in the last couple of weeks as we're on this COVID lockdown. And uh, today's is going to be a little different. I got my friends on the phone. I got Ophelia Chong and Carl Saling Third, And we are here to just have a conversation with you all and talk about the things that we're going through and the bouts of being stir crazy and technology not working and all kinds of fun stuff that's taking place. I don't think the world imagined everybody doing a Zoom conference you know, ten times a day, all day long, for our for our system to be able to handle that. So, welcome to the show, guys, and uh, Ophelia, How you feeling right now?
1: Hola. I'm feeling good. I'm not wearing a animal costume, which is unusual because <laughs> I've been going through just about every dude. My my garage is full of costumes, so uh, I'm working my way through them and. It is, I don't know what to do with myself. I know I'm supposed to be working, but I really don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. How about you, Carl?
2: Well, well. before I get into that, do you have any costumes for six two white guys? Oh, I've got, oh, you know Jeez. the dog on
1: that show? Remember the show that's FX? It was a giant talking dog, Wilbur, or something mm-hmm. like that. I have a costume, and it's Whoa, extra uh, large. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. It's your. Okay.
2: So, so I'll dress up as Wilbur, and then you dress up as something else, and then we'll go out on the town once this COVID stuff's over.
1: Uh, I Actually, I'm needle-pointing right now a COVID virus thing, because really, it's just a big gray ball with purple fuzz things on it. So I'm needle-pointing.
0: Oh, my goodness. I,
1: I, yeah, basically, I'm Laurel Ingalls on the prairie right now, I'm making bread. I'm needle-pointing. I'm popping seeds. I'm growing mushrooms. I mean the next thing
2: to do is get a shotgun and get go down and get some kill, you know? <laughs> That's how it feels, right? That like cue, <clears throat> that in some hand instead of tobacco.
0: I feel like we're just <laughs> I, I, I kind of resonate with what you said. I, I'm supposed to be working too and I don't know what that means because all three of us are very social people. We might be introverted when we're on our downtime because we're so social on the uptime and now I'm not travelling anywhere, and I'm not doing anything I'm, I'm just working from home all day long. I'm not certain my marriage will survive it. Um, because I'm literally like trying to come up with projects to do every day and and getting ADD and starting another project, I can't seem to pacify myself right now.
1: Well, it seems like a lot of my girlfriends are telling me, God damn it, my husband wants to have sex all the time. (laughs) (laughs) At least it's good with you, right? Uh,
2: COVID baby boom. <laughs> oh, there's
0: going to be a big one. Hey, Carl, I wanted to take yeah. a moment to just highlight the and say thank you for the things that you've been doing recently, um, putting yourself kind of in harm's way a little bit by, by making hand sanitizer and getting out there and, you know, doing your part. I always feel like many hands make light work, and you definitely um, took that to the next level. So thank you for doing that, you know, while we are jumping off on this call. Yeah, thanks for
2: saying that. You know, so, I mean, that's actually – part of how i'm coping um i can't sit around and do nothing um anyway normally and then you got this covid stuff and then people price gouging and all that stuff that was in the news you know like what two months ago now really 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 made me angry and i decided to figure out if some way to help and and give back and at the same time i give a big middle finger to the people that are uh price gouging and now you know and, and I, I made the the conscious decision not to go selling hand sanitizer even if i sold it for cost i just don't want to be in that business and it's funny i don't know if you guys are getting these emails but so many different cbd companies now are all producing hand sanitizer and selling them wow i mean i i, I <clears throat> the capitalist inside me is like oh did i miss something should i have done that but then the, I don't know the, the human being inside me is like, no, you did the right thing, dude. Well, you don't need to get well, a no, whole bunch of hand sanitizer. Well, Eat, sell, sell cannabis, focus on that, and you know, let the other monkeys do that.
1: But what does CBG do for hand sanitizer? That's why I, I can't uh, – yeah, I don't I think it does it anything. It. No. Well, I mean, people, it's people are
2: trying to say that there's some evidence that cannabinoids have antiviral – and antibacterial properties. You know, when they're soaked in chemicals and alcohol, does it still? And how much really does it have? And is that when it's a topical or when it's consumed internally? And who really knows, right? So, I, I don't know. It's all marketing BS. It's all bullshit to me. People just capitalize on what's going on, and it's it's funny and sad, and just kind of shows you know what kind of people we have out there in the world. It's not everybody. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's people taking advantage of people that are scared, and I really hate that.
1: And Danny, you probably saw in the news, we asked, you know, this is riffing off on the same thing, about a football player claiming his CBD is going to cure coronavirus.
0: Oh, <clears throat> well, um, yeah. that's a pretty bold – you know, so I think the we've all had our peace of mind on this CBD-infused – I mean, didn't you all get your CBD pillow? You know, um, it's amazing. I'm waiting I for toilet for
1: paper. CB- yeah, toilet exactly.
0: Paper. CBD toilet paper to, uh, to make Dude, my butt calm. Carl, so, yeah. to calm your had, ass down, Carl. Oh, wait, <laughs> yeah, come, had, calm we your ass down, If had done cheap CBD tube tape, tube, uh,
1: toilet paper last year, we would be making bank. Right I d- now. I <laughs> just
0: think that just goes to the, <laughs> the gullibility, you know, of people and how they are they'll just read headlines and won't get past, at least in, unfortunately, the United States. I can't speak too much for the outside the United States at the moment, but people definitely are, it's funny, it's it's always the people that buy into the CBD uh, hand sanitizer that will uh, criticize you for smoking weed. And you're like, wait a minute, at least what I'm doing is benefiting me and having an effect. What you're doing is just, you might as well light your money on fire. And those people, I've you know, they used to do pretty gnarly things back in the day to snake oil salesmen that would that would uh, cause problems, you know, they'd get ran out of town. And so I, I just wonder when, you know, as a, as a industry, you know, we're not that any one of us hasn't been vocal on it, but it seems like it's a position that not a lot of people want to take. They don't want to disrupt it. Like when we, we used to work with CBD water and when they got, you know, nobody ever tested them until when someone tested them, they found out it didn't even have CBD in it. You know, we kind of terminated our arrangement with them and said, look, we only want to work with, you know, I'm here to tell the truth, not to to just make money. I mean, we need to make money to live, but if you're doing it at the cost of people who are, I hate to use the word ignorant, undereducated, don't know any better, um, it's kind of like taking candy from a baby. It's not really, it shouldn't be allowed. It shouldn't be, just, it should just be shut down. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah.
1: Especially since... Uh, when With the new industry making all these new promises, right now, everyone is so aware about promises of anything, a cure, right, uh, or calming or enlightening and all that. And so what we're going to come out of this is more uh, sort of workers' rights are going to come out of this, but also truth, because right now what we've been sold from this administration is that don't worry about it. Of course, oh, most of us did not believe them. But I think coming out of this is like, if you're going to say something, it better be true, right? Because we have coming oh, yeah. through so much fraud right now across the board that any CBD company coming out with anything has uh, should not say anything, should not promise, because they're going to get nailed.
0: I don't know. Are they, though? Because I, I just don't see... I, I want it to happen. I want people to...
1: Oh, they are. They're, um, they are losing business left and right, a lot of them, right? Because so they all started up with well, white labeling, most of them. Sure. And so they ordered a certain amount of product, and now they can't sell it, right? Or they're trying to do online sales, but everyone's money, uh, like Carl, right? The first two weeks of our shutdown in California, everyone was in the dispensary cleaning it out. Right now, what I'm hearing from some of the dispensary owners is that it's dead because everyone spent all their money, sure. right?
0: Um, This 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 mm -hmm. this situation is definitely, you know, people just goes to show you how. And I'm just, I may make some very controversial comments. I'm open to being criticized on them. But I travel quite a bit around the world, and you know, Americans are slightly entitled and mostly lazy, and they don't really plan for the future or they don't really think anything bad's gonna happen. It's kind of why this disease is running rampant in the United States as it is because. We're, we think we're invincible, it can't happen to us. We're, you know, I've got an iPhone, like it's not happening to me. Whereas you, you know, you look around and, you know, people in other countries have dealt with this thing a little bit more aggressively. Some have not been so aggressive, and we we see it. And I think when you come back to this industry, we are starting to see some people policing it. Blacklist. I mean, I don't know if you guys both follow blacklist, but I feel like they're doing a, a reasonable job. You got Beard Bros; those guys are out there talking it on, and, you know, yourself, Ophelia, you, you're considered one of the thought leaders in the space, and when you speak, people listen. Um, I just think that it's going to take... It actually hurts our industry when we allow that kind of stuff to take place, because it just makes everything disingenuous. Yeah, yeah well,
1: so look like at, look at what Carl I, does. It's all up front. Sorry.
0: Oh, Carl's rad. Yeah,
2: yeah, no. It, yeah, it, but, like, how do we police that? Like, what do we do? Like, how can we... You know, shed some light on to some of these
0: companies that are doing this bullshit. You know, unfortunately with the CBD component, there's not much we can do aside from make sure that people, you know, we're calling out people. It almost Do you remember, we're all old enough, and <clears throat> so I don't feel bad dating us all, but remember when David Horowitz would do the Consumer Affairs show and he would just oh, yeah. rip somebody a new hole, like whether it was a car or a product or whatever and it would like just get hammered. And it would totally change that. Either that would put that company out of business, or they'd have to change what they were doing. It almost needs to be something to that effect, where you know everybody discounts something if it's against their opinion, right? It's fake news automatically. Fake news. I don't believe it. You know. You know. I don't consider the source. You don't have ten people confirming it. We've gone from. We still do believe everything we read, but at the same time, if it's not what we believe, for most people, I feel like I try to be balanced and listen to both sides, but. A lot of people don't wanna hear it if it's not in line with what they believe. Somehow you gotta get a message in the middle there where you know, we're we're not being malicious, but we're being we're policing our own and it's tough in an industry who's also being, you know, heavily heavily regulated by the state. You got I don't know if either one of you knew, but Cushy Punch is kind of on its way back apparently. And not that I'm against them. I don't you know, I think everybody thinks they're the worst people in the room, but a lot of businesses are doing backdoor stuff. A lot of businesses can justify why they were doing that because they felt like the testing was onerous or overbearing or whatever. But, you know, you, there's a company that's going to probably come back, and the consumer, us in the industry, were really kind of upset because we expected more out of them. But then, like, the consumer just is disengaged with it. And when they come back, they'll be like, oh, Cushy Punch. Cushy Punch is back. Yeah. I missed you you punched, right?
1: Oh, right. <laughs> uh, maybe if they're fixing their packaging. But I think that what we have to adopt uh, after this across the board is do not do no harm. Right. Across the board. Yeah. It's in what we what we do, what we say, uh, what we where we go and what we eat and what we offer. It's do no harm because what we've been doing is a lot of harm because you can just see how blue the skies are. Oh, my gosh. Even in California, just after two weeks, right? And and I also read that the, the turtles are coming back to some of the beaches in Florida because no one's on them, right? So there's there's a lot of things that are happening now that we don't want to go back to.
0: I think it's going to take this yeah. elongated period of time because let's be real here. I talk to people all the time. You know, some of my business cohorts are, are out on the East Coast, and not necessarily New York, but other states that aren't haven't hit yet. It's almost like you come out of the haunted house, and the person that's about to go in, you're all, ho, 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 just wait till you go through there. And they're like, "What do you mean?" And then they come out the other side. They're like, "Oh my god, you were right!" <laughs> great me.
1: point. Actually, you should tweet that out because that's a really great analogy. Everyone can uh, understand. No, because that's so true.
0: You know, and it's like, I'm trying, you know, you're trying to tell people, you know, I, I'll tell you from my own personal situation, I was, I'd go down to LA quite a bit. I'm down there every other week, if not more. And I was on my weekly trip out of San Jose, you know, it's almost to the point. I was like, I feel like I'm walking into cheers at the San Jose airport because they know you, you know, and they're asking you questions about how's the business and everything else. But three TSA agents got, you know, designated or they had come down with the coronavirus and like 42 people were quarantined. And I looked at my wife and I said, I think I'm going to just not go on this trip. And this is before anybody was really thinking we had a problem. We were still being told it was going to be over in 15 days. And uh, I decided to cancel that trip. And I quarantined myself from that day forward. And I've literally only been three places, two times to Trader Joe's, primarily because my wife is Asian and there's so much Asian hate right now that I don't want anything to happen to her. And then one time to surf that I'm guilty of because I thought I should be able to do that, and so that's it. And That's all I've gone out, <laughs> you know. And my friends think I'm crazy. They don't now, but they were like, "Oh, come on, man, what are you tripping on? It's not that bad. It's gonna be over soon. We're gonna be fine," you know. And I, it's not fine. Now, no.
1: getting sick or death is is the two options, right? And uh, or you have to stay inside the house. Basically.
0: And we've never seen anything like that. I mean, to Carl's point, no, like never. we're all kind of going stir crazy. I mean, what's, what's a day in the life of Carl right now?
2: Yeah. So the day in the life of Carl, I'm, I'm actually, I, I mean, I think I'm lucky. I don't know, really, because our business is not, uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Our business is not shut down. We are considered an essential business, so we're up on operational We've got three employees that wanted this shelter at home, which we facilitated the rest. And you know, we're doing social distancing and extra cleaning and all that stuff. So we're doing a lot of extra work. And um, I sent everybody home uh, that worked in our admin office. So I have that office to myself. So my, my path is from my house to my office, and then to my other my office to my facility. That's pretty much all I do. Um, I'm going through weird emotions. It's like, I'm awesome, and then I'm just okay. And then I'm like, ah, fuck, and I'm crying. And then I'm awesome again. <laughs> you know, I, I read a story about somebody losing their, their spouse over COVID. And then, you know, I, I think about that for a minute, and then I get upset. <clears throat> and shit like that. I'm an emotional guy. So I'm already getting
0: choked up and no, talking about it. It sucks, dude. Like we've, I've had our neighbors who have family in the UK, lost some people. My next door neighbor is a critical care ICU nurse, you know, so i I get to hear things, from, you know, and I'm talking oh, yeah. to him, I'm talking to him from like my back door to his back door, you know, like, Hey, what's going on? You know, I'm throwing beers <laughs> over with umbrellas to him or parachutes so he can have a beer, you know, and just telling him, thank you. But it's true. I mean, it's, uh, you know this thing is is indiscriminate and it it' it kind of it, you just don't know you know like who it's gonna hit or how it's gonna hit and we don't even know how it transmits still um, and I think now
2: they're talking about just people talking
0: and breathing it could transmit sure I mean I, I think it's crazy I, and I, you know I also want to get both your opinions on like you know it's funny you said you're an essential business it's not funny it's awesome actually, but it's ironic right with all the battles that cannabis had to go through that we got the duck duck nod on essential, you know, and everyone's like, holy shit, we're essential. And it kind of gave this like moment of like, almost like we had a stronger hold in the situation now because we were deemed essential. But now, now you have counties that are saying, all right, you can be essential, medicinal. And so now they're still finding a way to kind of block people from getting their, their medicine, because now, you have to have, first of all, the dispensary has to be a medicinal, like San Jose is all medicinal now, no more recreational. And so it's unless it's delivery. Uh, I didn't read that, but I hope that would be awesome. I'm sure people yeah. are going to do whatever, but like, how, what do you guys think about that? I feel What is your thoughts on how the state keeps like, it's really a mess. It seems like, uh,
1: there's a, there's a, there's a really cliche about, uh, designing, right? Um, the platypus was designed by four people who shouldn't be together. Or basically, it's too many cooks in a k- kitchen. I'm sorry, coming back to this. And um, there is no leadership. And also, it is... I've had... Um, Carl probably has more of it than I do, because mine is all tangential. It's all outside looking in about the BBC, BCC. But I, and it is amazing that... Uh, cannabis is deemed essential. I mean that's that's excellent. Someone is really fighting and lobbying up there. However, again, it's just like when we come out of this, we have to stay on it and uh, push that that it is essential across the board Carl
2: yeah, I, I agree with that you know, one of the things that you say um, that you're saying about you know leadership in the the three, Um, agencies that regulate cannabis, there really hasn't been leadership as far as talking. I mean, I I think they finally released something, but I had emailed them three times asking them, what is their response to this COVID thing? What are we supposed to do? Give us some guidance. And it was like, just follow what the CDC is saying. Like, there was no specific cannabis kind of thing. So, So we were like, left out on our own it seems you know luckily I I was hitting up Omar uh, Mm -hmm. Figueroa which is you know I'd say the best cannabis attorney probably in the country but you know I'm I'm biased because he's our attorney and and he's a great human as well um you know he he reached out to them as well and and they did get some response but I mean it was kind of lukewarm and Nobody coming out and really taking a stand and saying, hey, this is what we need to do as an industry. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, there's really none of that.
1: I think no, it's going to go back to the two groups, right? Of everything that we're having here. Sorry, Danny. No, no, go for one, it. one punts the ball, which is federal, and the other one is state. They actually are controlling what's happening, right? Not, maybe, of course, not everything is great, but. We've we've found out that there is no there is no um, safety net because we've read every year, Venezuela, food riots, right? Um, India, India, fighting between the Sikhs and the Muslim, and uh, Hindus, right? We always see this massive stuff happening. Kenya, Somalia, Ethiopia, all of these, right? It's all so far away and just a picture on a computer or or news flash or something, it doesn't touch us. But now Finally, we are actually in this very dire situation where we have 6 million people declaring unemployment in one day, right? So what are we going to come back to, and what is the B- how is the BCC going to lead, right? We saw their leadership, and do we – it's really, about again, going back to who do we trust after all of this. And so, Danny, sorry I interrupted you. You were going to talk about the admin. No,
0: I think what you just said was very poignant. I think you're right that what I I was going to actually my statement works better after that, what you just said, because the bigger problem is that California sets the tone for the rest of the country. So then you get other states that are kind of looking towards California, like, okay, what do they do? Okay, shit, they've been doing it much, much longer than us. So we're going to we're going to do a little bit of a twist off that. And then when there's just a complete (coughs) lack of oversight or a real definition to it, I mean, we had to ask, like, look, if, if in San Francisco, right out of the gate, they, they basically said, nope. And then you saw burner, you saw a couple other heads jump out and, and say, Hey, well, wait a minute. We're essential. We're medicinal. We've been granted this clearance. Like he was, br- that was a brilliant move. I don't think it was brand driven. I think he did, did it from like a point of like, Hey, well, he has a store in San Francisco that probably helped. But the fact of the matter is, is that they made decisions that they were easily reversed, you know? And so if we're capable of doing that as an administration and if we can make those kinds of fluid movements then we need to take this opportunity in time when people are when everything's kind of wound down so so to speak and restructure i think the biggest mistake we made with 64 was it's a state mandated approval but it's county and city driven well we we went from like 5000 doors to 500 doors and You know, the so the way we're managing it top down, people can say it's taxes, people can say it's testing, people can say it's packaging requirements. I think we could live with those three things if we had a a more open, free market with defined boundaries and not this like clamshell game of uh, whoever's getting greased, possibly, or who has some ulterior motive around cannabis or how they feel about it. Are making abstract definitions of the laws that have been put out there that are that are vague in themselves. Now, all these people that just all these dispensaries that have just been working on a rec license, if they don't have a medicinal license, what's the status of those? Can they keep selling? Do they have to shut down? It's not really clear. It just says clients it's have county to have by county,
2: dis- city mm-hmm. by city, you know. Which here, I mean San Bernardino County, um, it, it's been all that's deemed essential. The the only actually that's both medical and recreational that's in
0: Hollister is open, right? But but the client to be, has I to have I a have medicinal card, adult. right? They have to have the the you no. can't. Oh, no. but in Hollister, but in San Jose now, and right. you're, you're saying with deliveries it's different. But what I, my point is is like the Bay Area has been the most aggressive on flip flopping all over the place. That's gonna oh, yeah. that's gonna impact other areas. You know, unless we have free thinkers and some of our county supervisors and our, you know, city supervise or city councils. But I I can't bet on that because it goes back to the question of, like Ophelia said, who do you trust? There is no leadership. It's a it's like a big like matzo ball soup that everybody's got a piece of, you know.
1: The funny thing about the whole this whole situation of every state is running their own sort of covid program is that. Now everyone knows how cannabis is run in the states, right? Every state is different. Every city is different. Every county is different uh, in the response of COVID-19. And it's the same way with cannabis. You walk across the street, it's completely different. It's this patchwork system that is, oh, it seems like it's part of our DNA. If we're running this whole COVID thing, county by county, city by city, state by state, then really how we're running cannabis is not any different. Sure. Right? Um, and it's stupid. It's really stupid.
0: Well, we're not applying best practices, it seems. You know, oh, by, hell no. By doing this kind of independently, ad hoc. And let's face it, we've long since, you know, I, I'm pretty heavily involved in my area in politics. And, you know, if any of them happen to listen to this podcast, I respect you all. But at the same time, I loathe you all for not having the – The ability to dig down deep and do the right thing. Instead, you protect your political posture, and you don't want to lose a reelection. Well, you know that's that's to me that's not a leader. You know that's a boss, and a boss is always going to do what they feel is in their best interest first, then their employee's best interest second. A true leader is what you heard from Carl earlier, which is being open, being flexible. Yeah, you're in charge, you're the boss, quote unquote. But you're a leader, and I think. We really are, we're really at a deficit in leadership kind of everywhere almost. I mean, there's a couple people that are standing out right now and dude, like Cuomo comes out and all of a sudden he's the next president. I mean, it's pretty bad when we can get a, like, we can have a disaster and someone steps up and all of a sudden that's the new person we need to have in place. Like, aren't we better than that as a country? Aren't we better than that as a people to to bring, to have people that are fighting to do the right thing versus people that are constantly either looking the other way or, or purposely doing like the wrong thing. Like LA has just had its fair share of people that got in trouble for taking kickbacks.
1: Oh yeah. Half of yeah. council is uh, an Englander. He, he was taking the funniest part was that in the paper is that uh, taking bags, you know, almost the money in Vegas, big trip, Vegas hotel, everything. And was provided at an escort.
0: Right. Oh my so, goodness.
1: Yeah. He, Englander Quasar, um, who ran downtown L.A., which were most of the growers used to be Jungle Boys, a whole bunch of uh, cultivations down there. Um, he took a lot of money from developers, but we're not, and that doesn't even scratch the surface if he took money from weed as well, right? Because uh, we don't know. Um, they're only hitting him with the one they found him with. So L.A. is, is a very large mess, and also appointing someone who came out of state might have had some qualifications but was way too young and also was given no budget and no support right was also a big issue
0: and la's got probably close to two-thirds of the dispensaries in the state and it's you know in its county um just knowing it from running through the
1: 150 yeah through the
0: market i mean there's 14, I think, last count, maybe 15 in San Jose. I think there's like 37 in San Francisco. There's 14 in Santa Cruz. One in Hollister, right, Carl?
2: Yeah, one in Hollister. I mean, let's... Hopefully soon to be delivering from us.
0: Yeah, no, yeah.
1: yeah,
0: that would be great, man. Um, you know, I, I do I want to say that. like an area that I feel, and maybe I'm biased because I live here, but I kind of felt like Santa Cruz was kinda of did it ahead of the curve. They they hired a cannabis czar. We're on our like third cannabis czar now. We don't have too many problems. I mean, we got mountains, so there's always gonna be your backyard growers that are up there and but they are aware of them and they're policing them and, you know, as long as, as ever as long as everyone's being straight, you know, pretty much everybody's good and and so we've got a good little system here. I mean the complaints that I think anybody in Santa Cruz might have would be because of the state regulations or the state taxes or the state you know, packaging requirements. A lot of it, our county has been cautiously optimistic on, on how the cannabis businesses ran. And we were even, we were doing it as of like two, 2016, we were, you know, allowing these cannabis businesses to come out of the, out of the woodwork and, you know, admit what they were doing and we would protect them, you know, and it was a risky play for both the, uh, the county and against the state, but, it it worked out in our favor and it was ironically also the one place in the state that when everything went recreational, you know, they really didn't see a huge uptick because everybody in Santa Cruz smokes weed already. So it wasn't, you know, we were all like, okay, we're wrecked now. Like all of us had med cards. Nobody was worried about that, you know, but now as we go back to that, a lot of these new youth, new uh, customers or new patients, there was no incentive for them to have a medical card. So now you're going to have, People that are going to be stalled out on getting their their medicine because when's the last time we talked about a, a pot doctor and medical wow. cards? You know,
1: Presto Doctor should be thrilled,
0: right? Or Doctor Frank? You know,
1: <laughs> or or even like Hello MD, which changed their whole business yeah. plan, right? Yeah. Um,
2: Same with yeah. Get Meadow. You oh, it's do right it with uh, them as well.
1: Yeah, is Presto Doctor still around? Maybe on the other somewhere else, but uh, I'm thinking Hello MD. They've went completely CBD. I think possibly.
0: They also do that show with Ungayo, the uh, Daily Bonfire, where they do like a daily trivia show, or I'm sorry, not daily, like three times a week trivia show. I'm supposed
2: to be part of that. I'm supposed to be part of that. What are you doing? Are you gonna Are you gonna
0: do daily trivia? Are you gonna be one of the talents?
2: No, no, no. I'm not not one of the
0: talents.
1: Oh, I figured you would be. You know quite
0: a bit product sponsor maybe there you go i like it yeah. oh
1: wow Well, so, then, okay go ahead Sorry. So here's
2: something to think of uh just some like differences so we just acquired uh, venom extracts out of arizona and uh, talking to them and it's, it's kind of night and day over there so they're only medical they're blowing up there's lines around the block and the doctors writing the scripts for the cards cannot keep up. They're oh, man. Like, the, the one the one doctor, it was like two months of appointments or something. They're like doing hundreds a week each doctor. It's like, you know, because we had some fears, just like we do here in California, that big spike, it's going to be a big drop. Once all this is done, people are out of money. There it seems like the patient base is just increasing dramatically.
0: I think Um, we, I think we saw that here though, too, with medical people weren't really tripping too much on getting, having to get a card. If you wanted to smoke weed, it was starting to become like, okay, you got your card, you know? And I think after this episode, look, the dispensaries are still going to retain those medicinal and recreational permit statuses. Right. And so you're going to, I think you might, I think we may see the reemergence of these pot doctors and they, they will peek out here through this process, but then there's always going to be a, a group of people that will make th- that are truly patients that will make that decision to keep their med card. You know, besides just having a tax break, you you know you'll you'll be guaranteed access to your medicine no matter what because that's what we're establishing right now. You know,
1: that's really interesting because it would be coming out of the shift with would, would some dispensaries go completely medical because also the taxes are lower right? Are they still lower? I can't remember. Yeah, I think anymore.
0: you save... What is it? Do you know, Carl, offhand? I I, I can take a guess. Uh, but... I, I, I'm pretty
2: sure you save on the uh, excise tax, but you don't save on the cultivation tax that was paid previously, you know, by the grower or by the distributor.
1: I think uh, the okay. consumer saves about 2%. In, in LA, LA, anyways.
2: 2%. Yeah, and when I got... So... 2014, I actually got my, um, health and human services cannabis card and that whole process cost me like $160.
0: Yeah. It's not cheap. It wasn't cheap back in the day for sure.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know how much it costs now, but
0: I think it got down as um, low as like 40 bucks, you know, cause as the, as recreational was coming, you know, people were like, ah, I don't need my card. And, and, and the illicit market had started popping back up pretty strong again. And so People were tired of being gouged. I remember the first time I got my card in two thousand. I think it was two thousand fourteen as well. Um, I had to sit in a waiting room for two and a <laughs> half hours. That's one of the ways <laughs> I. Oh, wow. That's one of the ways I was working at the Warriors at the time, and I was like, "Why isn't there a TV on the wall? You know, like I could watch." And then I was all ding, 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 you know. And so a lot <laughs> of our first like installs were inside doctors' offices because that's where you had like a t- like you were averaging an hour plus dwell time on on the on the people that are watching it and you know since that time to now now you, i remember the last time i renewed my medical card was when i was going to a party what was once called harvest and the only way you could get in was if you had your medicinal card and mine had expired even though i was working in the industry i just stopped re- renewing it and so i literally we got on with dr frank which i think was nugs.com or something and you know, you did a little thing, you did a little Face Skype, and then bing bang, you got an email with your license, and it was like thirty nine ninety five. You know, so I think you're going to see that market pop back up. It was all but dead. You know, I was thinking about giving Doctor Frank a call and just seeing like what he was up to, see if he, because he was one of the ones that was doing really well with that back in the day.
1: Oh, totally! I got mine in a totally sketch place where the Super Bowl was playing on in the background. Everything was painted. Catherine green there was a wooden table which was supposedly the exam table and the doctor <laughs> had one eye on the tv one eye on me he said can you sleep i said uh no she's good okay here's your thing and so i walked out of there and i also got my state of california card too at the same time because they were offering them as well um i still i still renew my medical card just because i feel that I should this is support who's ever left, but um, uh, yeah, I, I I I see it going back. Some areas, looking at San Jose and what's happening there, and going into completely medical.
0: Yeah, apparently the good thing delivery from for the what supply Carl says chain is still open. Sorry, go ahead, Carl.
2: The supply chain, we can do both. We can swap either or. It's I, don't, I... I honestly right. forget if we have to, you know. I think when we deliver it, like when we're sending it out, like you distinguish it as medical. I I think it should all be just one thing anyway. Uh,
0: can we just take this opportunity to reverse mm-hmm. to reverse sixty four, cherry pick the things out of sixty four that we like? Which I don't. I like the packaging regulations. I like I like some of the testing stuff. I think it's good for us. But can we just remove? I think just make it back to medical, and just that way it's not open rec and. You know, people have to go through a process to get it because it seems like ever since we went rec, is when everything just
1: seemed to take a left turn. And and then you had companies turning it into a recreational thing, right? I mean, when you look at all the marketing and branding, it's not not medical. None no. of it's medical. No. And um, to do that, you would have to do a sea change in that marketing, uh, because then you, does yeah. it start looking like Viagra ads, right? Right. Like, so what does it start looking? At? Yeah.
2: I I take a different stance on that one, Danny. I I would like it all to be recreational, just you know, open things up to allow for more retail. That's the really the biggest issue. We, we you know, they, they opened it up and allowed all these cultivators and manufacturers and distributors, you know, there's probably I don't know how many, you know, like at Hall of Flowers when we were there last time, five hundred brands, but there's only six hundred floors.
0: You know? But that's no, that's not no. that's not because it's wrecked. That's because the state said, OK, every county can make their own decision. And well, right, And right. so then there's counties that decided to opt out. I think the last count I had was I think there's 11 out of 84 counties that are actually participating in in cannabis. I may be way off, but I know that there's a, a number because we know you know you and I both know there's deserts in the middle of central California specifically that that there's you know no cannabis stores for hundreds and hundreds of miles and you know and those people are you know look at what just happened recently you know with Glasshouse and those guys they got harassed out there in Carpinteria, you know and so i think that if we're going to stay wreck then every county should have to participate every county should have a bare minimum that they offer and they have to do it and it just shouldn't be they shouldn't be allowed to opt out i understand the need to separate church and state if you will but at the same time, that's what's causing the illicit market to jump is because certain counties either don't understand it, don't want to understand it, or just don't care at all. Like in those areas, it doesn't mean that cannabis isn't still flowing. It's just they're not getting any taxation on it. They're not getting any regulation yeah. on it.
1: Actually, you just raised a really big point right there, taxation, because right now they're a huge drop in sales tax, right? Sure. Drop in uh, of what people can actually afford. So, these counties that, or cities, or whatever, are not allowing it are going to be in a shortfall. I mean, all of California is going to, every county, every city is going to be in a shortfall. So, do you think this would start pushing them and thinking we need to create income? God damn it, we have got to take cannabis. Do you think that's start going to happen,ing Danny? I, I,
0: common sense says no. Optimism, maybe. Um, only because I know how people, I know how the, at least from the people that I've interacted with and how they react to things, they have to be pressured. And so you have to have some groundswell movement of people basically that are just going like an, almost like an Aaron Brockovich of cannabis that goes and just fights in every single County and forces them legally to, you know, that's really what these big cannabis brands that are doing really well. And, either are looking at expanding out of state or doing something else, they should form a coalition, a true coalition with the intent of getting 100% county participation across the state. That would, that would explode the, the whole industry. That would, that would squelch the illicit market and it would allow us a chance to really see what California is capable of. As long as there's nobody fighting for it in some of these counties and there's just zero process, Um, It's I just don't see somebody having an epiphany, you know, and just saying maybe
1: you and Carl can answer this question for me. What is what what are all these associations doing for people in Canada? What are what are what are the mandates of, like, say, CC, CCA, NCIA? Oh, my God. Every association in California for cannabis. What are what are their mandates? Shouldn't they be pushing something like this or what's going on?
0: Um, so hard for me to not speak my mind. I think a lot of them started with the best intent and became either acquired or went through a process by which revenue became more important than the cause. And if for a certain amount of money, you could put that, that badge on your website and say, you're supporting that industry, that association. And I think they do try to, for the most part, you know, bring education abound and everything else, but nobody, at least from my observation is, truly focused on the normal like normal used to be i mean that's what they fought for you know you talk about these our original people dennis per- all these guys that fought and fought and went to jail and you know kind of forced this thing to happen got 215 going you know we're influential in 64 we don't those people are nobody's fighting for tomorrow anymore everybody fights for today and therefore everybody stays in their own little world we need somebody we need some some leaders and some warriors to go out there and 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 call to question. And, and unfortunately we're in a litigious society now where you have to legally go attack things and find their, their vulnerabilities and attack those legal vulnerabilities. And because we've shown that the taxation component is there, you know, no, not slamming Bakersfield. I'm just randomizing. You don't think Bakersfield could use a couple million dollars in taxation. I mean, for God's sake, like nobody on that city council or county supervisors figured that out yet. It's 2020. Like you don't, you can't look to the South and see what taxation's going on. You can't go pull those numbers and go, huh, well, we're X percent. So we would, we should generate X. Well, so it's, I think it's possible. I just think you have to fight for it. You know, Carl.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I, I, I agree with your statement that, that they probably started out with the best intentions and then economics you know, kind of took over. Plus, you know, and then some of these, um, places there, there's been some like infighting issues I've seen and stuff like that, but yeah. So how do we how do we affect some change? Like what can we do? You know, do we start a new one?
1: Well, what is the biggest question is going to come out of this, right? What is because right now people are innovating, right? We're we're trying to find things to do what we need to do every day, right? Zoom is breaking up because it's being overwhelmed. Zencast, uh, right? There's all these things coming up to help us do better because, and also help people make money, right? So at the end of this, at the end of May, at the end of June, where are we going to be that we can create something out of what we're, okay, I'm trying to put this, everything we're going through now, we do not want to go through this again. And we're, because we're going through this, we're seeing that many cracks in our society. So at the end of this, not just cannabis, but what is the big push for next? Right? What is it? Is it um, the end of partisanship? Is it um, a cleaner, healthier world? What What are we going to push for?
0: Mm. I like how you think. I think. Yeah, so do I. I think for me, I, I try to live. I think this is why the three of us are talking right now. We can have a conversation where even if somebody doesn't agree with somebody else, we can state that and we're we're civil and we're listening. Um, I think that's the first thing I think some I think if we had to come out of this with one just one thing in my like I, I kind of go for like if I can just make one sale or impact one person like i'm I'm a big like giving myself a really kind of like under over under promise over deliver kind of mentality would be to to have humility and for people to look at other people through though through a different set of lenses um you know i think we've gotten so hurried in our life that if someone cuts in front of us in line or you know cuts us off on the freeway or, or or even working together with somebody we don't you know we don't necessarily have to get along with each other all the time it doesn't have to be kumbaya but there's just not enough humility in the world and and being appreciative of another human being and maybe even saying hey you're killing it you know good job keep going you know we we tend to focus on you know even though we've kind of banged on the state and all that, you know, we've kind of, I don't want to say we've been negative, but we've been critical. Um, I think here we are, you know, uh, trying to figure out, okay, what's the solution? So I think some humility and, and if there's a problem, don't just point out the problem, you know, come with a solution and, and stand by that solution. You know, a lot of people are wishy-washy. Well,
2: I hate when people just bitch. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Tell me, give me a solution. You got a problem. All right. (laughs) Come up with something. Give me. Come up with options. Just don't bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly that. And because this is what we're going to see, we're going to see somebody come out of nowhere, right? Or quite a few people come out of nowhere with an idea, right? And it's going to be born out of this age, right? Because there out of out of um, the most distressed times in our history the best things have come out of it absolutely and there's a book you guys should read called steel um steel guns and germs it's probably written about 20 years ago and it's about how the world will change by those three things war right war and and death so um and also the steel represents industrial revolution so where we're going now we have a fourth one to add to that, right? That's gonna change the world. And it's not really a virus, it's not that, but it is, we've come to this point where all these things have met and it is uh, a merging of all the things that are wrong and now we can fix it.
2: Here's something that I'm excited for out of all this is, all the creative people like you, Sophia, I consider you super creative. You're all, everybody's in their houses. They're not outperforming. They're not, they're all, they just so much amazing stuff is going to get made in the next year. I, I think it's going to be beautiful. Really. I mean, it, 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 I, mm-hmm. if you think about that, all the people that have to express themselves and they're not able to right now, um, you know, I, I I just think they're all creating something amazing right now. I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing
1: it, and we're going to, we're going to see it uh, because we're already seeing the creation of a healthier Earth right now by us all not driving. Um, yeah, and just I mean, me just looking out my window, I see immediate impact already. And and also just talking to people, people actually see my neighbors when I'm walking. Is that everyone is talking and everyone's is listening? Uh, so hopefully, coming out of this, in about three or four months, we we will be able to get back to the table and go, let's fix a bunch of shit right now. Right?
0: I I, yeah. I want to believe that too. I think I think what you know, a lot of you know when we had the recession, a lot of brand new ideas and innovations popped out. You know, and it's it's always Sometimes, you know, it's not unlike being a performer. You know, it's not like being a singer or somebody that does stand-up comedy. Like, from great pain comes great inspiration. And so, with humans, unfortunately, we're the smartest genus on the planet, supposedly, that fails to recognize the most obvious things that we should be doing to make more people's, you know, lives better. And and the funny part is. If, if people are under less stress, like if we just met, and I, I don't want to get on a soapbox, but if we just met some basic needs for most people, we would actually see a, st- like the population would steady, right? Like when you have people living in poverty, when you have such a dispariment of wealth, um, you end up having those, the people that are in poverty tend to tend to have larger families. They tend to have, there's they just, that's what they have, you know? And, and they're they're not given the opportunity to leave that, and then what what ends up happening is you have all this distress on on wealth wealth inequality that really causes this whole economic seesaw to take place. That you know we shouldn't be monetizing healthcare. If you ha- if you're sick, you know so many people I've seen stories about. You know if I get sick, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell a doctor I was on a cruise ship with 150 people that had the coronavirus because that's the only way. You're gonna get tested. I mean, it's just asinine that that we look and we treat people um, as a number. Like, how much can they produce? How much are they buying? How much? Like, when are we gonna get to the gross national happiness place instead of the gross national product place?
1: Because there's a there, we're getting there. Because in in 2009, right, it was the the AIDS vaccine came in right after 20 years of of um, uh, from the Hope Diamond. From Dr. David Ho, right, is a combination of the cocktail that came out in 2009. Who knows what's going to come out a year from now, right? Whatever someone is starting now, in a year, we're going to see a renaissance of things coming out because now we've been made to isolate, and like you said, we're made to think now in our own spaces and, and not having to dress up for people, put on a show for people, be this thing outside where we are, we're basically faced with ourselves and being, what are you really? So about the end of this, we're going to be really, either <laughs> really, really huge uh, at, or we're. who knows what we're come out of this? Who knows, Carl or Danny, what we're going to come out of this at?
2: I do hope live music comes back. <laughs> well, I'm sure it will in some way, shape, or form, but I... Uh... That's one of the big because, things I'm missing right now. Oh I my I
1: music. know. I know. And look at downtown LA. It's completely dead. Oh, uh, wow, every so one so of those crazy. people are out of work. All right. Oh, can you imagine every concert that's been booked until the end of the summer? Done. And,
2: all... Oh. Huge festivals, right? Yeah. It's crazy. So uh-huh. my my son, my my oldest son, Hunter, he's an actor in LA. I mean he's he's got no nothing to do. <laughs> He's sheltered in place and uh, staying inside and like there's no jobs, there's no callbacks, there's no auditions. And, and then his side gig, which is um, some pizza place. I mean, he's, he's got eight hours a week now <laughs> instead of whatever he was doing before.
0: I think as we sit here in wow. what is considered week 3 I guess or of our you know going into week is 3 of eight? our yeah we we've, <laughs> we've only been on quarantine technically for 2 weeks you know um so and we're probably looking at I mean I'm going to I have my 2 months another, at least a month oh I think we're at, month. I think we're at least no and here's the deal just because we decide in 45 days that we're going to go back to doing whatever doesn't mean the virus is going to comply, you know? So we, I think we're looking at at least two months of, and it's going to peak before it, it goes back down and then we're going to get kind of some rhythm going. And then we're going to do the same thing that happened in China. We're going to open up. We're going to have some reinfections. We're going to have a little bit better handle on it. Hopefully within the next 60 days, they'll have a better idea on how, like what drugs or what processes. I mean, right now the, you know, the processes, if you get intubated, 80% chance you're going, you're not coming out. So it's hopefully within the next 60 days, they can figure that part out. And then I still think it's another 60 days after that, before people really f- start feeling comfortable about, you know, and we may be forever changed. I mean, I've spent a lot of time in um, Ban- I'm I've sure s- we are. I've spent I'm a lot sure. of time in Bangkok where like you put on your shoes, your shirt, your belt, and your, and your mask, and you go outside with a mask and pretty much like 70% of the population in, at least in Bangkok, wears masks. On, on a regular. And so we are infectious people by nature. It's a lot of the reasons why all these diseases pass between us. And we, we may be living in a different hygienic state going forward. I hope hugs aren't done, but they could be, you know?
1: And also, we love our antibiotics here. Yes. I mean, so that, and the use of Perel, I would just wash hands. I mean, Purell is good, but after this, use sparingly, right? um because that that can cause some issues too but use as much as you can now to slap it on and wash yeah, just your hands everywhere
0: it's amazing how much you have to pay attention to what you touch now you know
1: oh and someone came up. you shouldn't touch your dog because you just touch your dog all right
0: right we had a neighbor come and pick up the dog and my what we gave the dog a bath <laughs> You know, because we we're like we don't it know. Keep the dogs here.
2: This is now your dog neighbor. Yeah. Touch them. There
0: you go. <laughs> hey, um, you know, this has been an amazing talk. I'd love to make this a series thing where, like, once a week, we get together and we kind of recap what we're going through. It'd be fun to just have that. Like, even if we don't release these, and I'm fine with you guys listening to these before they go out because we got deep on some stuff. Um, but I think it would be cool because I'm I, okay we, with
2: everything. Else, but...
0: you know, Phil, you you made a Me pretty too. you made a profound statement, which is. How who's gonna come out with the leadership? And I think, you know, I definitely look at both of you guys as people that are champions and pillars in your own kind of vertical. And for me, I'm looking to, uh, to I'm looking to really be a, a beacon, if you will, to amplify that stuff. Like sometimes my opinions make sense, sometimes maybe not. But I know that I, I can, I can do this kind of stuff, and we can create some sense of calm. I've already had people tell me they've listened to some of my podcasts and like, Oh man, so glad to hear that that guy's going through the same thing that I'm going through, you know? And so I think if, if you guys are cool with it, I'd love to, you know, and we can always change our mind, but I'd love to make this a weekly thing. And it's just the hour with the three of us to talk about, you know, what's happening and and how we can, you know, maybe enact some change and get a little deeper in some of our topics.
1: Hey Mm y'all,
0: all right, well, guys, thank you so thank much. You, Danny. Oh, no, thank you guys for willing to jump on. Uh, Carl, I'll try to be a little bit more uh, technologically advanced next time. But uh, for now, <laughs> I really, I just want to say I, I love you both and I'm glad you're both safe and healthy. And I really look forward to talking to you again. And soon enough, we'll be hopefully, you know, back doing our, our old stuff with a little bit of that memory in the back of our head of, of how to appreciate that. Yeah.
1: All right, well, you have a great day. Thank
0: you. Thanks, Danny. Thanks, Ophelia.
1: Thank
0: Great talking Thanks, to you Thanks, Bye. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to this edition of Cannabis Karaoke, another kick-ass podcast about all things cannabis. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and our website, CannabisKaraoke.tv. And if you or someone you know would like to be on the show, please hit the book your interview button on the right. Cannabis Karaoke. Grab the mic and tell your story.
1: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.
0: How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why is an endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up-to-date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnex.